0: Sunday morning, and welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies NFL Sunday Rides. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG, coming to you on this cool 59 degrees Sunday morning with the boss BJ.
1: The boss out here sitting on the balcony. It's it's perfect out here, KG. It's it's one of those mornings where if you want to sit in the shade and be comfortable, you can sit in the shade or if you want to go sit in the sun and just have that sun hit you with that cool breeze, man, this is, this is sleeping weather. Well, I'm not going, not going to speak for it, but this is old man sleeping weather. This right here, this makes me want to put on the cleat, call up the
0: fellas, which one of y'all want to meet at the field? Let's get everybody down and let's get a game in before 1 o'clock. And, I mean, we're going to get a knockdown, drag out game.
1: Uh, now, I can't. I can't do no more knockdown dragout. Okay? See, like the the consequences of, of those type of games when you get older, is not being able to move for a couple of days. True, but see now
0: you know you got to play your position at quarterback, so ain't nobody gonna touch you. You're fine. Yeah,
1: yes and no, it, because like all it takes is to twist the wrong way, or you you have that John Elway moment where you gonna die for the first down. And your whole week, your whole week done. <laughs> oh man! So, so yeah, hey man, I miss those days. We, you know, now we gotta play. Uh, we gotta play soft touch football, soft touch flag. That's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> <laughs> soft, soft touch for any in- incidental contact is automatic touchdown, and a, and a twenty minute break.
0: Oh wow! We'll never get finished. <laughs>
1: That game will never get fixed. We be playing one game the whole season. It's so, true. Hey, KG, NFL week number two. Um I, do you have do you have everybody's records from the picks?
0: Yes, I do. Uh,
1: okay. and- how, how, hold, on, no, hold on before you go okay. into that. Um I know I don't know who, who came out first. Who came. I just want to remind everybody, I am the two time champ. Okay, and it's not about how you start, but it's about how you finish. Um, and I gotta stop picking off emotion because the Thursday game that just went on what came the Bengals and the Browns won that should have never been on TV. Like, I would, I'd rather have watched two squirrels fight over the last nut, I really would have. Um, the Browns, I'm just you, – you get tired. Me personally, I grew up in a generation where it's like before you start doing all this talking and this showboat, you need to come out and actually produce. So for me, the Browns with Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham, like two guys that they, they walk with this big-ass stick and they haven't done anything. You know, and it's 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 quite annoying. So I I picked the, against the Browns on purpose, man. I I just didn't want to, I I really didn't want to see them win. But I saw, you know, they they end up beating the Bengals thirty-five to thirty, and um, I think the Bengals got a a, a good deal in Joe Burrow. What you think?
0: I like the way he looked. I mean, he, he's he he's one that he's not going to accept losing. And he said I've never lost two games in a row in my life.
1: And welcome not, welcome the, to Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> but I think he's gonna he's gonna rally everybody's gonna rally around him. I, I I see Cincinnati going eight and eight. You I think they're gonna it. go eight and eight? Yeah, but just just think about it. I think they they're gonna they're gonna beat the uh the Browns and they play them again. Um, um this is where coaching comes in. They're going to beat the Browns when they play them again. They're not going to beat Baltimore. They're not going to beat Pittsburgh. But they're going to win a couple games, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be late season wins. They're going to be below 500 for a minute, and it's going to be late season wins, and they're going to surge to the finish line. And everybody's going to be like, okay, that's the team to watch next year. Now, hopefully he doesn't have a sophomore slump. But Joe Burrow, he deserved to be the number one pick because that boy, babe, that boy
1: is... yeah you i love like you said i love his poise i love that you know even though the situation in cincinnati isn't ideal for winning he's not going to accept that and like it's like it just just comparing those two quarterbacks baker mayfield on the cleveland and then joe burrow on cincinnati one both of them talk are talking big but it's a certain way you come out and talk big and be respected Versus just opening your mouth just to, hey, look at me. I'm going to be this big guy and this, that, and the other. And, and you know, not doing anything. Like, like I sent you that, that screenshot of what it said, Baker, Mayfield, and Sam Donald basically being on the hot seat this year. And something we talk about all the time. And I'm going to stop. You know, this is our show. Uh, we you know We appreciate Anchor. Giving us a platform to, you know, speak on, you know, whatever we want to speak on our issues and stuff. And, you know, yeah, we get R rated sometime here. But I'd be damned if this, if Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were a darker skin color, they probably wouldn't have made it to this year. So when you see that, and you know, it's been quarterbacks of, you know, color that, can't even make it through the damn season without getting pulled out. Then you watch Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold basically just laying eggs. And I give Baker Mayfield a little bit more because he you can see the talent there. I just don't think it's being coached correctly. And I think Baker got a little big-headed. Sam Darnold is just awful. And, and, and it's hard to tell if it's 100% him. Because we know the coaching is bad. and, and it just, they, just, When Jamison Crowder is your leading reception person from a year ago, and I'm not saying nothing bad on Jamison Crowder because he, you know, in the right situation, he can ball out. But when that's your leading receiver on the team, something's wrong. Because Jamison Crowder is a slot. You know, they don't have any talent. The talent that they do have is not coached correctly. So, but then I didn't think Sam Donald was that impressive anyway. So, like I say, you, you just go back and um, lost you there for a
0: second.
1: What'd you say? I lost you for a second. I, I want to make sure you still in. Oh man, where did you lose me at? Because I was talking my ass off.
0: <laughs> I just lost you for maybe about three seconds when you were talking about Sam Darnold.
1: Okay. I was, I was just saying, you know, Sam Donald being not, not being really impressed with Sam Darnold thus far and him because I, you know, I believe because of his skin color, I, you know, and I believe I know, me and you both know, if that was, you know, EJ Manuel or Tyrod Taylor, you know, they were probably be talking about starting the next quarterback like you know a black quarterback in this league doesn't get the same string that a white quarterback does and i don't know if you know where, where you lost me at but i'll say it again last week week one we had the most starting black quarterbacks ever in the nfl which is 10 which is absolutely pathetic you talking about how long the nfl has been around 100 um, 100 years the stereotypes that you know the, the black quarterback has to go through or he's not smart or he's a great athlete or you know he has a strong arm we can never be the complete um complete package lamar is is still going through it to this day um i think patrick mahomes absolutely ripped that stereotype um because he can do it all russell wilson you know what i'm saying and you know uh, it's just like and Deshaun Watson, I mm. love that. And, you know, I love how he plays. So now we got we have two back-to-back weeks where we NFL week one was the most starting black quarterbacks in our league history. This week, week number two, it's the most starting black quarterbacks going head-to-head. And one in particular that I'm waiting to see, but I know how the result is, and we'll talk about that game later because I want you to get into – the picks and where everybody stands, um, Ravens and Texans, Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson. And we'll get to that because that's one of our prime picks, so I'm not going to spoil the pick, but we'll get to that. So without further ado, KG, give me that beam footage, baby. What are we looking like NFL Week 1 sideline junkie picks?
0: Well, last week we had all 32 teams played. So as of Tuesday, after 16 games, and B, he says you said it's not the way you start out, it's how you finish. And I'm the epitome of that for the last three seasons. I start out hot, y'all catch me about mid season. We go neck and neck and then I fade in the stretch. Nah, I'm gonna be a fourth quarter team this year, baby, because the big guy, KG, leading the pack at twelve and four, Juni right behind me at eleven and five, Jim. At ten and six, sold third place. And Delante and BJ, nine and seven. Bringing up fourth and fifth.
1: Hey, bro, that I I felt those punches last week when I was taking them L's. <laughs> I felt them. But hey, I, you know nine and seven—that's cool for NFL Week One, first out the gate. Um, what is it? Eleven forty-seven as we speak now. So. We're going to have to get our picks in the sideline junkie group by at least 1245, you know, 1245, 1250. Get everybody get their picks. And I kind of got my stuff now. I, You know, when when we were recording last week, I was writing my picks as we was going along. Then when we got off air. I lost the paper. <laughs> so I'm going to try to do better this week. So all right, KG, you want to step into week two? What, what game you want to start at? Or do you want me to pick? Let's let's do like we always do. Let's leave the Bills-Dolphins, the football team, and the Cardinals for the last two. You want to do that? Okay. That's all fine right. for me. So, all right. So let's, let's go into – let me refresh my, my screen NFL injuries, and let's start off with the Falcons and the Cowboys. 1 p.m. game, the Atlanta Falcons are going to Dallas. Um, as of 10.30, 10, 10-ish, when I wrote uh, all my spreads down, the uh, Cowboys are favored by three points. And over on the points for the game is 53 and a half. So, you know, they they're expecting a some a semi-shootout here. I'm not gonna say a semi, that is a shootout. So uh KJ, I'll let you roll first. Falcons, Cowboys, tell me what you what you think.
0: Uh well, you know, the Cowboys are facing a rash of injuries, which is it's normal in Dallas. And that's that's the difference between Dallas and a lot of other teams, particularly Washington. When they deal with a lot of injuries, they know how to fill that void with capable players and it doesn't cripple them. Um, Leighton Vanderesh uh out with a broken collarbone, six to eight weeks. So uh he will he should be able to come back this year. But uh would I trust it? Mm. I don't know. Uh collarbone's an iffy thing, but uh and it hurts like hell. I will say that. Um but uh Dallas has offensive line troubles right now. I think they lost one of their old linemen for the season to so a torn ACL, if I'm not mistaken. I can't find that on any injury report, but I know I've seen it this week. I wasn't dreaming because I don't dream about the Cowboys. The,
1: the only one is uh, Tyron Smith right now that tackled um, a neck injury. Says he didn't participate in practice. He's questionable right now. And I'm like you. I'm actually on the NFL's website. And I know I've seen more names on certain teams, but I'm not seeing those names. So something something ain't adding up. But we'll, yeah. we'll go we'll go over what we have right now. So anyway. uh, I don't I don't have any
0: faith in Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta's Super Bowl hungover when they when they blew a twenty eight to three lead. They're still Super Bowl hungover. So I have no faith in. I mean, there's still a competitive team. But I don't think Matt Ryan's the I don't think Matt Ryan's the same Matt Ryan. I think he's uh a punch There I say It's like he's not the same guy that took the lead by song. This is not Matty Ice. I would love to see him go back to it. I think him and Dak will put on a show today. But give it to me. Dallas, twenty-four. <sighs> That's that just making me sick in my stomach to say that. But Dallas 24, Atlanta 21.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm going roll the same way. Um, you know, since we've been doing this show with picking, I've always had issues with picking against Atlanta because it's like they, they're they the thorn in my side when it comes to my picking in the record. So, But I'm going to pick against them today. I just think, you know, the Cowboys... Um ran into a wall in Aaron Donald last week. Um but I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I'm gonna say 27, <clears throat> 27 21 Cowboys. I'm 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 gonna lean to, to Dak and the Cowboys to get their first one of the season. And the Falcons, would that would be 0-2 for the Falcons. So um yeah. let's go to I'm trying to pick. I'm going to save the Ravens and the Texans before we do our teams. Let's go to Green Bay. And the Lions and the Packers, divisional matchup. Um, Scrolling now, trying to find the injury report. Here we go. Uh, That's also a 1 p.m. game. The Packers are favored by six points. And the the over-under on this one is 50-and-a-half. So I'm looking at the... Injury report for the Lions, Um, Joe Dahl, Desmond Trufant, Hunter Bryant, Kenny Galladay out, Um, and four others questionable. Um, The Packers are going to be without uh, Lane Taylor, one of their guards, um, St. Brown with the receiver, Kenny Clark, and Randy Ramsey all out for the the Packers. So, me and you both know that injuries are a part of the game, but the Packers still got Aaron Rodgers. So, talk to me about this one, KG.
0: Okay, number one. (laughs) It's uh, DeAndre Swift. Now, his name will forever go down in NFC North, Lord as the man that dropped the game-winning touchdown last and blew a lot of money for a lot of damn people. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. But his name will always be remembered for that dropping that touchdown. And uh, he still has a job. So, (laughs) Uh, the Lions are dumpster fire. Somebody said, if you take a look at it, Detroit, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, how many number one picks that went into those three teams? That's the Bermuda Triangle of the NFL. Because not many people pan out there. And Detroit, Detroit, they, they, they got a problem. They, they can't put a, a winning product on the field. And it's constant every year. Jim Caldwell was nine and seven with this team building something. He got five. Matt Patricia is nine, 27 and one. I'm sorry. Oh, is it nine, 27 and one or nine, 28 and one? But he's only had nine victories in his ten. And yet still has a job. Still has a job. But Jim Caldwell, Jim Caldwell, nine and seven, and on the verge of turning this thing around. And he was let go. I got a problem with that. But I'm not, we're we talking top five, top three quarterback in the NFL right now in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, after the performance he put on last week, he got no signs of slowing down. So give me Green Bay 24. Them Detroit line ten.
1: Um, I think. I mean, I'm not going against Aaron Rodgers. That's the at home at Lambeau Field. I'm not going against Aaron Rodgers. Um, the line should be one and zero. Like you said, the, the kid dropped the pass in the end zone with time expiring. That should have been a touchdown. You, you, you put yourself in a position to win. Um, we can talk about the whole Matt Patricia hire all day, every day, for for however long you want because he was a hot commodity. Everybody was running a jump to, to go get him, and you got him, and he's not what you thought he was. So I am going to take the Green Bay Packers, and I'm going to say – I'm going to say 24 to 20. It's a, it's a, it's a division matchup. Like I said, you know, you play these teams; they play each other all the time, kind of know each other. So I think Matt Stafford versus Aaron Rodgers would be a good matchup. But I, of course, at the end of the day, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers to take this one out. So um, next game on our list, let's go to the rams versus the eagles and let me scroll down just to see if we have any glaring injuries so as i can find it rams and eagles uh the rams are clean nobody well let me not say that because the nfl injury report for some reason doesn't look like it's showing everything or everybody but it doesn't have – the for the Rams injury report, nobody's out. Um, the Eagles, the only person they have out on here is Alshon Jeffrey, their wide receiver. So, um, KG, I'm going to take this one first, and I'll, I'll let you go, come back in. Okay. If, if the Eagles, if any indication from last week when they played the football team and that offensive line was basically – Putty. if you thought you had problems last week with the Washington front seven, I got news for you, because Aaron Donald is coming to town this week, and that is a whole different problem, okay? Um, The Eagles are favored by one and a half at home, which is not good. I'm taking the Rams. Um, Feeling good off the win versus the Cowboys. Um I think the Eagles are hurting up front. I think they got exposed last week by Washington. And, and I'm not going to say it was just them getting exposed. I think you also saw how good Washington front seven again is. But the, the Eagles got exposed. So for this one, uh, I'm going to go Rams on this one. Uh, I'm trying to decide if they – do I go over on the points or under? Um I, I think I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna say uh, 24 to 16 Rams.
0: Well, it don't matter how you slice it, whether the Rams win 18-17, uh, whether the Rams win two to nothing, or they win a bajillion to zero, the Rams are winning this game because, like you said, uh, L.A. And their front seven are going to give the Eagles' front five way more problems than Washington did last week. So give me the Rams. And a lap 24 to 3.
1: All right, we got one more game we're going to touch on before we get to our our two squads. And um, that is the. Ravens going to Houston to play the Texans. Let's see. Ravens got two people out, and it looks like the Texans are pretty clean right now. They got a couple questionables, Duke Johnson up there, Um, Brandon Cooks questionable. Let me tell you something, and I said this last week, and I'm going to continue to say it until Bill O'Brien is fired. This team, without DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be a, it's a whole different unit. And it's a unit that's not, not going to be able to keep up with the Ravens. It, they, they showed you last week um, not being able w- w- to keep up. DeAndre Hopkins not being there, that's a whole different offense. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Deshaun Watson. Um the Ravens are favored by seven and a half at the Texans in Houston. Uh forty nine and a half points. I think it's gonna be um garbage scoring for the Texans. So I'm taking the Ravens uh thirty-four to twenty-one. Um
0: this is a, a head-to-head matchup of two of our favorite quarterbacks. And, I, I mean, we, gotta, we, we talked about Deshaun Watson coming out of Clemson, and I've always been high on him coming out of Clemson. I was high on him at Clemson. Uh, and Professor Lucky might not want to hear this, but I, I actually scooped him on this one because I was like, he's going to be top pick. He's going to be good in this league. He was like, nah, he ain't ready for the NFL yet. Yeah, he ain't ready. I said, no, no, no. Deshaun Kaiser, not ready for the NFL. Deshaun Watson, E. And Deshaun Watson just came out. He showed that he doesn't have any weapon. You took his biggest threat, his biggest weapon, and traded it to Arizona, um, which was crazy to me. But Lamar Jackson, we've been piling Lamar Jackson before the draft, after the draft. Uh, rookie season, second season. Now we're going into a third season. Baltimore will take this one. I don't think it'll be close. But I think Baltimore might be the to put up 50 points this year. And I'm But I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be 51 to 35 Baltimore. And I'm just being all over the place with that. But I think that
1: I mean that's fair. Um, you talking about the the DeAndre Hopkins being one of the, the Houston's biggest weapons? He's the he's he's one of the biggest weapons in the league. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's baffling that whole situation with Bill O'Brien trading him. Is bad, and that's why I said I'm just waiting for Bill O'Brien. I want to see how much rope um, that Bill O'Brien is going to get that Jim Caldwell, Steve Wook's d- didn't get. I just want to see this because he has way more responsibility. He, You shipped out one of the NFL's best receivers that had 14 catches for however many yards he had last week. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this. Um, actually, KG, we got one more game that I had kind of like – actually, two more. I'm sorry, two more. Let's do the two more. Actually, let's, let's take a break now. Let's take a break now. We got four more games left. And uh, two of them being our teams. And then uh, we can close this thing out and get ready for NFL week two. So keep listening, listening to the sideline junkies presented by Inker FM. Hey, welcome back to segment number two, NFL week number two. You're listening to the sideline junkies got the big guy KG on the balls BJ and uh, we got four more games that we're picking on air and um let's go getting right to it one this is one game I kind of circled with an asterisk um what is this um the vikings and the colts and, and it's a reason why I circled this game because i had high hopes for the vikings and I know this is only week number two. But the way the Vikings lost to the Packers last week, this is a panic button to me for the Vikings. This is a panic button game because they didn't go get Kirk Cousins and pay the money they paid to Kirk Cousins to be average, to be subpar. This was championship. Like, he was supposed to put them over the edge. Um, the line for this game is the Colts, they have the Colts favored by three and a half with um, 49 and a half over under. For the first time in a long time, I don't have faith in the Vikings. And that's how I think it, you know, you got Phillip Rivers over there. I got more faith in Phillip Rivers in the Colts offense and Frank Wright, their coach, than what the Vikings showed. The Vikings showed me a lot last week, which was nothing that they're not ready for the spotlight, that this is going to be another typical Viking season. So I ain't going to take the Colts on this one. Um, 27 to 21 Colts. What's the start time for this one? The start time for this one. Hold on. I got to scroll. I have to scroll. I have to scroll. Uh where are y'all? Vikings and the Colts, right? It's in Indianapolis. It's a 1 p.m. game.
0: Okay. And you take it Indianapolis. I'm taking Indy, man. You know what? I I I love uh I love Frank Reich's offense because contrary to popular belief, he's the reason why Philly won the Super Bowl. His innovative offense. They gave Doug Peterson all the credit. And I, I I hated that because Doug Peterson himself even gave Frank Wright majority of the credit. But I don't know what's going on, even with I mean, I understand this from Philip Rivers on his team. But God. Damn. Kirk Cousins is supposed to be the long-term, you know, future the, the 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 Vikings got further with Case Cooner, who was a stopgap measure, than they are with their franchise TV. Kirk Cousins. Sure. So, but it's going to be the this is the day of shootout, baby. Give me Minnesota. I got to go against you on this. I think we, we done picked together every pick. But I got to go against you on this. Give me Minnesota. And I'll take Minnesota closely. And I'm talking 35-31. Uh, 31
1: I mean, I mean, you could pick against me if you want. I mean, you know, I know where you live, so I mean, I, that's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. That's all I'm gonna say on air. I'm not gonna incriminate myself too much, but hey, I, I lost faith. That's why I circled him. I just wanted to speak on that. I lost faith in him. That that game showed me a lot. Like that's that's your division foe. Just like the Browns getting shellacked by the Ravens week one. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, y'all yeah, definitely not ready because this is the cream of the crop, this is a division, Uh, I can't wait to Pittsburgh and the Ravens play, because Big Ben's back, you know, the Steelers have been running that division for a long time, the Ravens come back with Lamar, and now, you know, right now it's the Ravens' division, and Pittsburgh got to get it back, so that's what you, you know, you want to play the best, you want to measure up against the best. They played the the best two teams in that division, in my opinion, Vikings and the Green Bay Packers, but the Green Bay Packers absolutely prove that the, the the Vikings are not ready for them. So, um, next game on the list, the Patriots. I'm gonna say this. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna say this. Now you talk about you can't wait until
0: Green uh, Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh, right? Because mm-hmm. yep. North, no, that's the black and blue division, NFC East, Smash Mouth. You know, yes. I think those are the best divisions in football. League. And it's, not, it's because of the level of competition when they played them. But I think we got to do something big for Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Now, this is supposed to be the year we were supposed to be actually in Baltimore for that game. Um, yeah,
1: I, I agree. Yep. This,
0: this, this was the year that a lot of things were supposed to happen. And good old COVID knocked a lot of stuff out. But I think we got to do something big for home. I don't know if we're going to have a Zoom party. And, and watch that, or what? You know, we got to do something big for that. Uh, Dallas, Washington, we got to do something big for that. Uh, New England, Boston, uh Hands and him. You know, we got to do something big for everybody. Um, I guess we got to do Zoom parties. <clears throat> we'll have to figure it out. The Zoom party. I, I uh, Zoom party. It just
1: sounds lame. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't have. To, it's not like it's not like we can get together
0: and we can go to Dave and Buster's down in Crystal City and watch it on the big screen and eat and, and talk mess, you know, together. So you know, we gotta we gotta do our, our, our part. So I would love to, you know, house hop. You know, every division game. You know, we 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 come. To each other's houses, and you know, hey, I can cook y'all some 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 smoked sauce and sauerkraut, and you know some other things, and we can just sit there and we can eat and we can enjoy the game, and then you know, following week we go over gym house and we five the grill while it's snowing or something, you know.
1: <sighs> but we're we'll we gonna get back to it. Hey, trust me, we're gonna get back yeah. to it, and because you know it's foot, I I was disappointed, you know, and hopefully it, it changes sometime during the season that Washington will allow fans, but we know when, if that does happen, it's going to be the social distancing, kind of like the Chiefs did, and there's not going to be that many tickets available. Um, off topic a little bit, um, just to throw a little NASCAR in there, Talladega is October 4th, and that's a Sunday. That, Alabama is a 12-hour drive. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm huge on NASCAR. I love NASCAR, I haven't been watching it for a while, but I'm starting to pick back up on to watch it. And I've, like, one of my bucket list things is to hit both super speedways, which is uh, Daytona, Talladega. So if I can muster it some type of way, I'll have to figure out how to do that. But I would love to, to hit Talladega October 4th. It's probably not going to happen, but just throwing that out there. Um, so this whole COVID thing is messing, messing everything up, man. So, um, hey, KG, I guess the only two games we're picking are our squad. So I'm going to let you go first with the Washington football team going to Arizona. Nope. You,
0: I went first last week. You go Did first. Did you?
1: I thought yeah. I, I, I thought it was the other way around.
0: I thought I thought you went first last. I thought I okay. went first last
1: no, hey, no problem. Hey, I'll, I'll fire it away. I can type and talk at the same time. I think. But <laughs> all right, so look, my Buffalo Bills are going to Miami to play the Dolphins. They got an AFC East matchup for the second time in a row. Okay, the Dolphins are not the Jets. The Dolphins are a way better team, um, and they're going to give the Bills a problem. They're not going to let. I don't think they're going to let Josh Allen run around like the Jets did. The Jets are pathetic. Let me just put that out there. The Bills are favored by five and a half. The, the line for the game for point total is 42. Um, I'm going under that. I think the Bills are going to, are, the Bills are, let me tell you this though. The Bills are without Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. That's two thirds of the linebacking court. So I expect the defense to be um, not shredded, but they're going to have issues um, because now it's going to be time for the next man up to come and, you know, stop that. But the next man up is not Tremaine Edmonds. They're not Matt Milano. Those two guys are studs. But I still expect the Bills to have enough offense to get out of this game. So I'm going 21-17 to 17, Buffalo. Go Buffalo to go to 2-0 on the year. And if my prediction for them winning the AFC East at 11-5, these are the teams you have to beat. You have to clean your division. So that's where I'm going, KG.
0: Now, that was Buffalo. You said Buffalo, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I don't have... I I think, you know, I gave a shout-out to Ben Conti, and he said it on his football show uh, last week for All In Sports, and I agree with him. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. I, I, and he kept saying it, and it stuck with me. Nobody circles the wagon like Buffalo. And you New England's the only threat to Buffalo right now. Miami's not a threat. Uh, the Jets are not a threat. Give me, in a close, I'm talking 1916, Buffalo Bills.
1: I, I I agree with you. I, like I said, the Dolphins, especially, last, I'm not going to go back any further than the last year. Dolphins and the Bills, the, the Bills can get them, but with two of their stud linebackers out and them being the AFC East folk kind of knowing their game plan, I think, you know, it's definitely going to be, I would be surprised if the Bills come out and win this by more than five. Now, last week, they left a lot on the table with the Josh Allen fumbles, kind of let the momentum swing back. It's week one. You know, you try not to panic week one. There's something they're going to have to learn how to do, which is put your foot on somebody's throat when they're down and absolutely take all the air out of. That should have been a 40 point um, game for Buffalo, but it wasn't. They got some stuff to learn. They got some stuff to work out. So, you know, I'll be sitting here and I'll be watching that game. So, um, KG, next and last game, the Washington football team going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are a whole touchdown favorite and uh, over on no points is 46 and a half. Do you want me? I'm going I'm to go first. So that you can finish off with the Washington football team. Okay. Let me tell you something about this Washington football team. They showed me a lot last week. Showed a lot of poise, a lot of guts. They were down 17-0, beat the Eagles, and absolutely shredded that Eagles offensive line. And the, from the second quarter, uh, the second, yeah, the second quarter on, eight sacks total. Ryan Kerrigan, uh, two sacks himself, fumble recovery, I believe. Passes Dexter Manley for um, the lead Washington sacks all time, and that that front seven is dangerous. Now you have a real test because now you have a mobile quarterback. You have probably uh, I, I say top three wide receiver in the league in DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, the the vet opposite him. So now you have a whole different dynamic. I believe that. Washington is getting Fuller back I want to say so Fuller coming in he practiced, like, he practiced. even like, yeah. like okay let's, let's just say even if he's back DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins okay let's just not p- pretend like he's going to get shut down now I do have faith in Jack Del Rio that he can help slow him down maybe And with the front seven of Washington, that is absolutely possible. Because, you know, NFL, if you get to the quarterback, it's a whole different ball game. This is a 4 p.m. game, by the way. Um, Washington league rankings right now, 32nd in offense, 4th in defense, 30th in passing, 28th in rushing. The Cardinals, 9th in offense, 16th in defense, 19th in passing. Fourth and rushing. And they played the 49ers last week, which you know, kind of was like, wow, you know. Um I picked against the football team last week. I'm picking against them again this week because of what they're going against. Um, if they if they were to come out and win, I'm not gonna be mad. But I'm picking the Cardinals 31 to 24 over Washington. I think um, I'm going to do another over-under. I think the over-under for me for sacks is four. I think Washington is going to be over four sacks. I think that defense is going to keep them in the game. I still need to see if Dwayne Haskins and that offense, that offense ha- is, is still shaky. I need to see if they can come out and control the game. The de- we know the front seven of the defense can control the game. I need to see if Dwayne Haskins, and that offense can do the same thing. If they can put the two together, you got a recipe for a bomb. So, KG, on you, baby.
0: Now, looking at this game, you know, mobile quarterbacks kind of freak me out a little bit. Because you got to have linebackers fast enough. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think we talked about it earlier. Cole Holcomb is out for this game, Correct. Sorry about that. The mute
1: button got me. Yes, it says Cole is out.
0: Okay, so Cole is out. That means uh, next man up. So I got to look at this from, not from my heart standpoint, I have to look at this from my head standpoint. Uh, This defense is tough. And if we can blanket the field with Kyler Murray gets into trouble or we can keep him contained in the pocket, we can win this game. And I say we as in Washington. So, but the running game has to be effective all the way. I'm not sure if Bryce Love is playing, but I hope he is because this has got to be him and Dwayne's coming out party. This This is the type of party that we've been waiting for because these two have to control the clock, keep Kyler Murray off the field, keep that defense on. I'm talking about having 35 to 38 minutes of time of possession for the offense is the key to victory. So I'm riding high, leading NFC East right now. And I want to continue. I want to say, hey, we're going to be 2-0. And we haven't had a 2-0 start since 2011. So, give me the Washington football team. 24. The Arizona Cardinals. 20. But, Larry Fitzgerald will break. I think that's T.O.'s record of 23 receptions in a game. He will get 24 receptions. He'll have 100 yards. Because everybody's going to be keying in, I said it the other night. Everybody's going to key in on DeAndre. Larry Fitzgerald will break the receptions record for um, the
1: Arizona Cardinals today. You're saying Larry Fitzgerald is going to break the reception records in the game, but you're picking Washington to win?
0: Yeah, you can catch 24 passes and still lose. You got to catch touchdowns, baby. You know, it's 20 pass counts as a catch.
1: If Deion, if if Larry Fitzgerald has twenty four, then that means DeAndre Hopkins is probably gonna have six for one eighty and two touchdowns. <laughs> well, they like. got us oh,
0: they got us: <sighs> But I, I'm just—I I don't think Kyler Murray's gonna throw the ball. I don't think he's gonna throw the ball twenty-five times. Not saying that he's gonna be back there, just dipping and dodging, shucking and jiving, juking. No, no, no. I don't think he's gonna throw the ball that many times, but I mean that's my strategy, and I love Larry Fitzgerald. The older he gets, I love him in the slot, because then you're gonna put a slot corner on him. Oh, he's just, he's just the old man Larry, and he burns you every damn time, because he's so smart. And it's gonna be a sad day when he retires, because that dude has been consistent his whole entire career, and he's played it out in the desert, and he's only been on what maybe three winning teams. Made it to the Super Bowl once and ran into uh, Pittsburgh,
1: mm-hmm. and he's
0: only had a good quarterback. What? How many good quarterbacks did Larry
1: Fitzgerald have? Two. He got well, one a one and a half. I take Kyler Murray. I was saying uh, Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer. Okay, I call, uh, call Carson Palmer as a half.
0: Okay, so I'll take one and a half, and the jury's still out on uh, Kyler oh, Murray right now.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I agree with that.
0: But I think Kyler Murray is going to be the dude because everybody wanted him to go play baseball because he ain't this, he ain't that. He gonna show you. Same thing with Jalen Hurts once he gets a the chain, they are gonna show you. They, they they're nothing but clones of Russell Wilson, and they're gonna be winners. And I just I want Fitz to get that. I want him to go out on top. I would love for Fitz to go out on top because he deserves it. He, he absolutely deserves it. And I don't mean to be gushing over Larry Fitzgerald, but I mean, he, he deserves to be gushed, over because he's just that damn good. I, he's so damn good. I said they should have did it for Jerry Rice. The five-year eligibility waiting period for the NFL Hall of Fame should be waived. The day he retires, he should be eligible for the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's another show that how the Hall of Fame has been basically just, especially Basketball Hall of Fame, just letting any any and everybody in. Um, That's definitely a show we have to have because the the Hall of Fame finalists came out for the NFL. The list is very interesting. And there's some people on that list that absolutely should not make it their first time. But for oh, some no, reason, eligibility list. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. We, de- we need to plan that for this week, please. Yeah, we can take, we can take, take something in, that- and, and talk, go over that list and just, you know. But I know how the NFL is, just like every year. It's going to be people on that list that are going to make it, and it's gonna, they're going to leap for all people that should already be in. So that's a whole nother show. But for right now, KG. Any final thoughts before we get out
0: of here? Uh, It's going to be an interesting day of football. Um, Everybody sit back and enjoy. Uh, Hopefully you listen to this before 1 o'clock. Set your fantasy lineups because the man that's sitting across from me on this particular podcast beat my ass last week. I couldn't do anything with anything. He had Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey. If you got them in fantasy, screw you because I don't.
1: Hey man, I'm looking at it now. Whoever I'm playing against now got Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. So that's Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton. That's a that's a uh and it's they're slated to win. So but we'll we'll see what happens. We'll we will see what happens. So hey, you know, enjoy your NFL week number two. Um we appreciate the listen. Sideline Junkies NFL week number two. We're presented by Anchor FM, we're on all of your favorite uh, podcast streaming. Whatever you think of, we're on. Yeah, the list has grown in the two years. Too much to us for, to reel off. So, um, yeah, we're going to post this. Uh, like KG said, set your, set your fantasy lineup. Uh, go grab whatever you're going to grab. Sit in front of the TV and enjoy this NFL week number two. And uh we'll hit we will hear from us probably tomorrow with uh tomorrow Tuesday with a DC sports rundown recapping uh week two. So for myself, BJ, for KG, for all the other junkies uh that are on assignment, we out of here. Y'all have a good one, be safe. Holla holla.